This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only, Ms. Sugar Kane. Yes! Hello, David. Thank you so much for having me today. Hello, listeners. Thank you for being here. Like, okay, what are you up to, first of all, and where are you, second of all? (laughs) Well, I am in New York City. Um, It is snowing today, which is so beautiful because it's the holidays. Um, But yeah, I'm in my apartment in New York City, and I am, like everyone else, locked up in the house, uh, doing this whole isolation uh, shenanigans and trying to stay safe and healthy. So, um, you know, that's all we can do, I guess, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, if you saw, I looked out the window when you said snow, because I am also in New York City. I am in Chelsea. Work, work. Where are you in New York? Um, I am in Harlem, so up north on 130th. So um, it's been like snowing off and on. Not really sticking, but, you know, the flurries are there, and it's beautifully romantic. We are going to have a major snowstorm this week, just FYI. Just letting you know. Look, I'm excited because I don't leave my house. <laughs> I, we order everything to come to us, and, like, We're just here. So Mother Nature, snow all you want. I agree. So I have friends that don't live in New York that keep me, because I don't really watch the news anymore. It's just, it's all the same. So like Mm -hmm. yesterday night, these friends were like, you realize tomorrow New York inside dining closes. And like, are you pan? I'm like, girl, it's the same. It doesn't make any difference to me, whether it's open or not. Like I don't leave the house. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same. (laughs) But New York dining was taken away inside today, in case you're wondering. Well, thank you for that. Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, we cook. Um, so it's just, I'm have, not trying to get COVID. <laughs> have you been in New York like this whole time or did you like escape like everyone else for a minute? Um, I have not been in New York the entire time. So at the beginning of COVID, I was uh, traveling and working. So I ended up, my last city was in Puerto Vallarta. I was in Mexico um, when all this went down. and. Wow. I mean, I was on the beach. It was beautiful. I didn't really understand the gravity of the situation. So I had plans to stay there for like a month. I was going to extend my stay. Um, but my, you know, my sisters are, are, are kind of wild. So they kind of convinced me to come back to the States. And so I actually got stuck in Mexico for like wow. a week. Um, and then when I came to the States, I was too scared to go to New York because, you know, that's when it, New York was on this hotbed. And totally. I heard the girls are waiting in line for up to six hours in customs. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So thankfully my brother had a, um, uh, like a vacation uh, condo in Arizona. So I spent like four months in Arizona and then um, went to California safely and visited my family for like a month. So I didn't get to New York till about uh, July. Um, so you broke it up a little bit. Yeah. 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 And since, and then when I got here, everything was fine. Like, I mean, everyone in New York city is amazing. Um, they're, everyone's got masks on. They're like, you know, doing the social distance thing. Um, I can go running. Well, very, <laughs> not as often, but when I do, I feel safe. Uh, you know, uh, my fiance and I, uh, we will drive to like a park uh, somewhere out upstate and just like enjoy like a day trip. So um, we're, we're lucky in that sense. 
That's nice. Now you, you're not from New York originally, right? No, originally from California. Um, uh, it's from a little town called uh, Miguel, California. So um, all my family's out there. Um, but I've been in New York for, I think it'll be nine years um, wow. in January. So one more year and I can officially acclaim that I am a New Yorker. So uh, I've been here that long. I'm going to stick it out for that extra year. 10 years is like, that's the real deal. Mm-hmm. With you, so what was, you grew up in California. What was childhood like? Yes, she likes to start right at the beginning over here. Oh, yes. Um, this, is, know, this is a get to know sugar cane, honey. This isn't just about like <laughs> drag race and whatnot. I live, I'm totally down. Um, you know, my childhood was, uh, it's a beautiful childhood. My family is absolutely amazing. Um, we lived in uh, this little mountain town um, in Megalia, you know, um, I'm, I'm focusing on the positives. It was just a beautiful, I had beautiful memories of my family. So um, uh, yeah, I just, we, you know, we moved there when I was in sixth grade and I was just like happy to be um, uh, in a, uh, with my family, you know, like I said, I don't know, like I was a kid involved in like music and um, I was a total nerd in that sense. Um, and um, it, it was a, a, a beautiful thing. The memories that I, take from it are, are very beautiful so. I was gonna say why are you focusing on the positive what was was there a negative I mean I'm not such a fan yeah. of my childhood so like it's, it's okay yeah no absolutely well the town we grew up in was like very like uh it's a redneck very conservative town right so like growing up it was uh, a lot of uh we had I had to deal with a lot of bullying for being of color for being gay um you know so that in that sense it was it was uh it was hard, but like, you know, in hindsight, like I think about it and I, I, I have fond memories of it. Um, unfortunately, you know, our, our town um, was um, burnt down by the, uh, um, the California fires. Uh, oh, wow. It's been now two years. So, you know, we don't have that place anymore. Like the entire town is like gone. Um, and so it, it's, it's it, it, when I think about it, like I, I, that's all I think about is like those beautiful memories of being in the mountains with my family and like, um, you know, we're all very, very close. Um, we don't have a home anymore or like all of the, the, the close friends that I had, we all kind of lived close together. And um, so now we're kind of like all dispersed across the country. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, that's, uh, you know, as a young gay kids and young kids of color, like there's always some bad shit, but like it, it was a, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, I get it. Like I was bullied in high school too. And I'm like, really everyone, I'm fine. Thanks. But I I wish I could sit here and tell you it's all, I mean, I wasn't thrilled at the time, but like in a way, I think it actually helped if that's a weird way of saying it. Like like it's made me into like the person I am and just kind of like, I don't know. Absolutely. We're we're resilient. Yeah. So So you were always, because you went to college for music. So you were always, was it always like that? Was that always your path? Were you always like into music when you were young? Did you have a million things you wanted to do with your life? (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It was always music. It was always music. Um, You know, uh, that was my escape. Um, uh, Singing in my room at the top of my lungs to like Mariah Carey and Janet Jackson and um uh, Paula Abdul girl I'm dating myself um but like music was always it I was in choir I was in band um and so um, when I actually when I first went to college though I went to college for computer science so like I was a computer scientist for like two and a half years and um I was like the one of the top two kids in the program I had the scholarship wow. like it was crazy like I did well but like 
at the end of the day, like it was, it was the arts that really called to me. So, you know, I dropped out of school and went and lived my life in Santa Cruz and became a part of this beautiful artistic community. And then, um, decided to go to school for it. Were those like your divas growing up? Was it like Mariah, Paula, and I think you said Janet? Miss Janet, yes, absolutely. Those those women were were it, like when I was growing up. Um, you know, uh, yeah, and then it was like, then J-Lo, because J-Lo used to dance for them, and then she started coming up, and so it was just gonna, but those were the, those were the hardcore three. Um, Paula is, I mean, listen, I, I, Paula, there's nothing wrong with Paula. I, I love me some Paula. <laughs> Mine were like Madonna. See, I'm dating myself now too. Mine were like Madonna, Cindy Lauper, and yes. maybe like Boy George, we can call him a diva. Oh, yes, absolutely, Boy George. Um, he's amazing. Um, my dad tells me this uh, story, because um, uh, I, I was a young baby when Boy George came out. He said, whenever Boy George came uh, to the TV, I would run to the TV and kiss the TV. I would just kiss him on the television. Like, I was so excited to see Boy George. But I mean, you know, like, he was incredible. He was like our representation of the time, you know? See, it was like foreshadowing. Like, you knew even maybe then. <laughs> through yeah, through Boy George. Absolutely. So, right. So you went to school for computer science, and then you went to pursue your passion so like when did you first do drag like when did that start it was later um, in your it was hella late i mean like i mean i did uh, i i did drag once when i was 18 but like that wasn't like when i did drag like it, i was already what like 39 38 something like that 30, so in, my, in my late 30s so i was a full-fledged adult like i'd already gone to school done all my thing i was working in corporate and it was just something that like was fun i was like i don't know i was like i can I'm gonna try this and like I did it for uh pride and um I remember being super nervous because I didn't know how like my friends were gonna take it um um but I remember like researching everything for days my drag mother is YouTube <laughs> really so you just literally because I always ask like drag like I mean I wouldn't know like you just figured out how to do your makeup and everything yeah, I mean, well, I, when I was going through school, like I was a makeup artist for uh, for a Chanel and Lancome, and so like That's... I knew how to do in theater. You know, you know how to do makeup in theater, and so um, no, like I started to YouTube was amazing. YouTube is amazing. You can learn anything on YouTube, and like I mean, I was googling the house down. And you just <laughs> one pride said, "I'm gonna try it and let's yeah. see how this goes." Yeah, I did it with our, our running group. We march in the in the um, the parade here or the march here in New York City, and I marched with them in drag, and it was like so fun. And um, and then they had a comp. They had like a, a we do like a talent show, and I was like, oh, I'll do the talent show with Sugar Cane. And I got two of my running running friends. Um, one of them was a dancer, one was not, and we just kind of made some dumb thing. I sang live, the crowd went crazy, and I was like, oh, this is actually really fun. Um, and so. You know, I started to dabble, um, started to dabble. My first uh, performance in New York City was um, Sweetie holds this competition uh, or used to help hold this competition. Um, and I performed, I competed with uh, Jiggly, Caliente for the, and Brita Filter. Um, oh, wow. It, it, the three of us uh, competed in this little, I mean, it was for the tourist girl. Like it was all tourists and like our friends and um, it was so fun. And then, like, did you win the competitions? Did you keep doing competitions? Did you do well? 
Like something yeah, must have I, told you to keep going. Yeah, I won the competition and like Britta at the time was um, hosting um, this uh, local drag competition. She's like, you should come and do my competition. Um, and I was like, sure, like, why not? Like, so um, I did a competition. Um, that's when I met Jan Sport. Like her and I were like coming up at the same time. She was in the competition new as well. Um, and so like we, um, we did the competition. Um, I didn't win, uh, but I made it to like the finals. Um, and it was through that, that like some of the Queens in New York city were like, Oh, I saw you in this thing. Do you want to come do a guest spot at my show? And so then I started like guesting at shows and then, um, that just kind of, I started doing a bunch of stuff and it just kind of snowballed. I started guesting, then I started hosting. Um, and then, um, I competed in look queen, uh, which is the big competition here that Bob, uh, started um and i won that and then after that then i just you know i had my own show and girl then it just then drag race happened <laughs> how'd you come up with the name sugar cane i mean the thing is after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers if there's one thing I've learned, there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless services starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, okay, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense to me. There isn't one. Mint Mobile is the first company to sell wireless services online only. It's a brilliant idea. I don't know why no one has thought of this before. So by cutting out retail brick and mortar stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that they have to pay that get passed down to you. They're able to save all of that. And the only thing that they pass down to you is great savings. That's right. The plans start at just $15 a month. I'm using it. It's great. And of course, it comes with unlimited talk and text, high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And don't freak out yet. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and you keep your same phone number. So for everyone looking to get in touch with me, I have the same phone number since switching to Mint Mobile. And if you're not 100% satisfied, they have a seven-day money-back guarantee. This has changed my life. It starts at 15 bucks a month. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. That's mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. And you will cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. If you want to stop paying exorbitant amount and only want to pay 15 bucks a month, mintmobile.com slash velvet rope. That's it. 15 bucks a month. Um, sugarcane. Um, that was just kind of like, I call it like an aha moment. Um, I love to bake. I've always loved to bake as a kid. So I love cakes and candies and sugar. Um, I'm obsessed with um, the color purple. I used to watch it a lot when I was a young, young thing. Um, and I love Suge Avery. She was a singer, you know, and I kind of like vibe with her. Um, so Suge uh, kind of came from that. And then um, I, at the time growing up, I used to watch, I had this VHS of Wigstock, uh, Lady Bunny's Wigstock. My VHS was like, I had the lines going down. I watched it so much, but um, Candace Kane, um, I love her. Uh, she is a huge inspiration to me. And like just one day, all those things came together and Sugar Kane was born. Were, did you have any other backup names or it was just... No. 
Me, no, I mean, the only, that was like literally the only one. I, I well, how do I say this? Uh, I've always liked the name Veronica. I probably would have been a Veronica something. Um, I remember like that was like my thing growing up when I guess when I was um, uh, a young kid uh, being a queen, I would like, I call myself Veronica, but um, yeah. So I, yeah, we'll say Veronica. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, that would be, did you have, so like those were your inspirations, like kind of like Lady Bunny, Candace Kane. I mean, those are good ones. Yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, like, like I said, I grew up in this like uh, very conservative town, uh, mountain town. And so I, there was like very few things that I had. Right. So like um, I, I found this, I don't know how I discovered Wigstock, but I discovered Wigstock and I literally just would watch it all the time. I had, um, and that's why I learned about Lady Bunny, Misunderstood. I mean, Joey Arias. Uh, I mean, I mean, I can go on like all the girl, like all of the queens in New York City. Um, and I just would watch it and just those are good rev- ones. Revel in their beauty and their artistry and just you know. So I, I mean, I would say Sugar Kane was born back then, like in my little room <laughs> watching those girls. Um, it was like your destiny. Absolutely, absolutely. And you were working like a real quote-unquote real corporate job like you had a real day job and a pretty good one right yeah it was yeah I did I did um I I did media production I did it for education I was like a director um and I just produced videos for kids uh to help them you know learn math and science and stuff and like uh, it was a legit job like I came uh to New York City uh through Scholastic they kind of brought me out here and um I started getting poached by different companies because I was doing really well um, and it was a great career. But at the end of the day, like I've always wanted to come to New York. I was an artist, I have a master's degree in opera and I'm in the, the city um, in the entire world where you can actually do something with art and I wasn't doing it. So, um, you know, it was, it was just inevitable that that corporate world was going to fall to the side and I was gonna Were you, you know, nervous? Like. I'm quitting my job where you're like, was your, I mean, I don't know if he was your fiance at the time, but was he and like your family, like <laughs> girl, are you crazy? Like this is New York. Um, I, I was absolutely nervous. Absolutely nervous. You know, because I think, uh, I'm a grown ass adult. I got grown ass bills. I've gone to school. Like I have like, you know, this, I, you know, and to quit everything and just be like, I'm going to see if this shit works out at such late days. I was very, very scared, but like, um, my family's super supportive. Um, my fiance's super supportive. Um, you know, I, I think, and then always in the back of my mind, like, I know that I, I, I always knew that I had the talent and had what it, what it took to succeed um, in whatever artistry path that I chose. Um, so um, I always had that to hold on to. Um, so yes, it was scary, but um, the support from my family and friends was incredible and, you know, it's so. like you bet on yourself. So there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You have to. Because no, yeah. no one's going to. Like at the end of the day, no one's going to. And you're the only one who can make the change for yourself. So. And it's like a short life. And especially like if COVID, I think, has taught us anything. If you're not doing yeah. what you... I mean, listen, this is, I think, why there's a lot of like marriage proposals and divorces. And <laughs> yes. people are changing careers. Like, I don't know. If you're not having a coming to Jesus moment with yourself in COVID, I don't know what you're waiting for. Yeah, you're not, you're not paying attention. I mean, this is really, there's a huge shift happening, right? And like, it it took all of this to happen. And like, I'm a very spiritual, very, um, 
Uh, I'm like a total empath. So like I've been going through it this entire time. Um, but like, you know, the only way to the other side is through, right? So you have to, you just have to, you have to pay attention. And it's crazy. I, I mean, um, it's a beautiful thing, um, but it's a very difficult thing. <laughs> yeah. So like as an empath that this is, I mean, affecting you immensely, right? I would imagine. Absolutely. It's, it's been, it's been, it's been very interesting because like, I'm also very a very introverted person. Um, and so like, I like to be at home, right? And so, but like, this is like a whole nother level. I've been affected in such a huge way that has been so eye-opening. Um, I kind of, if you look at my social media and you've kind of like, if you've followed me before and like, you see me now, like you're noticing like, where is she? Like, what's she doing? Like, I haven't seen her for a minute. Kids, I am locked up in my house. I am like, just trying to get through this shit. Like, um, and part of that is just kind of like being alone and focusing on my family and, and myself and like really what it is that I want to come out of this. So um, I haven't been online as much. I haven't done as many shows. Um, I really have kind of taken this time to kind of step back. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Um, and uh, it's been it's been really weird. <laughs> Was that like a conscious decision of like, I don't want to go on Instagram every five seconds? Absolutely. It totally is. Right. So like, obviously, like, I'm not working as much. Right. So that is, I mean, I would love to be working, but we're, we're just not. Um, but like, the con it was a definite conscious decision not to be on Instagram. I was very resistant in the beginning. Um, but I still kind of did it. Um, and I was, you know, I was just still doing YouTube stuff, but I still do projects and I have a Patreon and I do that. Um, uh, and uh, I do uh, other things. But like, yeah, I was, uh, as we've gotten more into the pandemic, I'm literally like, mm, I can't. Like, I'll pop on and like do stuff for the kids because I love them and I appreciate them and I miss them. Uh, but like, you know, there there comes a point where you really have to kind of listen to your body and your mind and your soul and do what that needs, right? Totally, totally. And like, if people are meant to be there online when this is all over, they will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, everything, like, everything's gonna happen right and then we're gonna get through it and then we'll all be back so um i just have to like but like we're in this now so you have to do what you need for yourself so. yeah i think so i think it's either that or like people have done the opposite like i kind of have yeah. done the opposite where i've like tripled down on social media and this podcast and i'm just like you know but 
but that's I, amazing. That's so, and that's what I love about this because you do see the people who really have kind of come out and supported everyone else. Like you doing all these things and the podcast is so amazingly incredible and beautiful. And like, it's what we need, right? Um, and I've seen some of my friends um, who uh, literally have just like blossomed into these beautiful performers and have done so much. And they're literally like grinding every single day. And I love it and I support it and I'm like all for it. Um, it it's, it's, it's so great to see. That's me. I'm just like, I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have this job. Like, <laughs> I, I literally, I don't know. I would do something else, I'm sure, but I would be like, uh, I don't know. It would be a mess. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> no, I know, because sometimes I just lay in my bed and eat crackers and, and like cry, bitch. <laughs> and I have like a day like that. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then I'm like, okay, like, get your ass out of bed, David. I will say this, I have been like seriously remodeling my entire apartment. So like my energies, my creative energies are there. Like I have like painted and hand painted like my entire kitchen. Like I've remodeled all this shit. So like, you know, uh, it's still, we're still doing creative stuff. Do you live in your apartment alone or you live with your fiance? I live with my fiance. Yeah. So he's probably, he, I mean, he's, he's amazing. He works from home. Like, but he's just always like, what is happening? Like the house is changing. Like there's always like new stuff somewhere. What are you, are you in your closet now? I mean, I assume you are, but maybe I'm making that up. Yeah, I'm in my drag room. Um, this is pretty much uh, I like where it. I spent actually a lot of my time. Yeah, she's kind of a mess right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's like where I, he has taken over like the dining room and the living room for his office. And so I just come in here and I work on my projects or do the things that I, um, um, that I need to do in here. And it's, yeah, it's fun. I love it. So after you quit your job, then you full-time were drag, you were like out working in the New York drag scene every night. Yeah, every night. It was crazy. It was so much fun. Um, I love, and I loved it. I loved it. And I miss it so much. Uh, the Queens were amazing. Uh, the girls that I worked with are just like so fun. And New York City is just, the nightlife here is amazing. You know, there's nothing like it. Um, and I, I, there was always, we were always pushing ourselves, right? Like, and pushing each other to um, come up with new stuff and be like amazing artists. And like, it, it just was, it, it was incredible. Um, do you think, I was gonna ask, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you think like New York girls have a leg up on Drag Race just because of the drag scene here or like New York and LA maybe? I mean, like the drag scene here is no joke. Yeah, I've, I've always, absolutely. And I've always said um, that the girls who do get on, like, it's hard to make it in New York City. There mm -hmm. are like a ton of amazing, incredible staple queens. I call them staple queens because they have all the shows everywhere. Um, and to get in, like, it's these girls don't leave <laughs> unless they get on the show and they bounce. And so like to come up and be a new queen and there's so many new queens, um, but there are opportunities to perform every night here. Um, and that's what makes a beautiful queen and makes a talented queen, right? Like you get a chance to practice your craft. Um, it may, you may be doing it for free, but you're, you can perform somewhere every night of the week in New York City um, and people can see you um, and follow your journey and start support you. And then, you know, you can gain a following through there. So um, it really is, um, a, there's, I don't, I mean, I guess other, I don't know LA, but you know what I mean? But like, as a place to really hone in on your craft and really learn um, this place I, is it. Like, there's no other place like it. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing 
you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day. That causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turn to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who is a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and better help really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Velvet Rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. I think so. And like, you do see like, you know, sometimes like the tables are skewed. Like when you look at each season, the contestants, like I'm sure they try to get it as diverse as possible, but sometimes you're like New York, New York, New York, New York, LA, New York, not either of them. There's always a lot of New York girls on. There is. But what I love now too, like is with all of this, the whole, the drag rates across like the world, we're starting to see like what drag is like in like Holland and like, you know what I mean? In the UK and like, right. it is so incredible. Like these queens, I mean, talk about look queens and talent. Like um, it is, uh, it is so beautiful that we get to see that and see how they do their drag. Um, so that's kind of cool for me. Speaking of look queens, like how would you describe it? Like what are there? There's look queens, the comedy queens, like what other, according to you categories do we have? They got the look queens, the comedy queens. You got them gorgeous queens, um, the pageant queens. I mean, what else? You have the busted queens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I live. Um, but I mean, there's, you know, there's all of these uh, labels, right? We love to put somebody in a label. Um, but I love, what I love about drag is that you can, um, you can come out, I can come out looking busted one time and then be super funny and then come out looking really beautiful or like you can do whatever you want and uh, you can be a look queen. And like, that's what I love a queen who is versatile in that sense and that you never know what to expect from them. Um, yeah. and that's, uh, and that's, and that's what's so great about drag. When you were doing the New York nightlife scene, like you said, there's some queens that are just on the circuit regulars until they get on drag race. So like, I imagine like Peppermint, Bob, those were two that you encountered, right? Yeah. Or so were they the, already on the show? And They were already on the show. By the time I got on, no, I, by the time I was on, I mean, or by the time I started, I should say, um, yeah, they were already like gone. Who yeah. was, 
when I was just starting, it was like Aquarius season. What okay. is that? Ten, like nine right. and ten. Like I was like nine and ten ish. So, um, uh, so yeah. I mean, I remember when I first moved to New York, going to Hell's Kitchen uh, to watch Drag Race, and uh, Manila was hosting. And like oh, wow. that was a, that was like one of the first times I was really like, oh, the queens are actually like here here. Um, and uh, so that was really cool uh, to see because I was a huge fan of hers. Um, but um, but yeah, the, a lot of those queens were already kind of uh, gone. Gone, you know? yeah. right? Because you were season eleven, like, mm-hmm. and you applied for Drag Race. That was your first time applying. Um, my second time. I, second. I applied for ten. Yeah, I applied for ten. Um, <laughs> you so just bad. really. <laughs> But you have to do it. Like you, I always tell, like girls who are interested, and in it's this is if this is a career path that you want, and you want to do the show, like just audition, girl, just do it. They'll see you. They'll see you busted, but they'll see the progression. Um, you'll know what it's like. Um, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Um, and and you did it, especially now that I know you did season ten. Like pretty shortly thereafter, you quit your job and went like right. There was you didn't have like a yeah. several year. Let me figure this out. No, I remember I didn't have no kind of drag. I had like, I was like, I tried to film it in like three or four days. Um, I submitted it at like 11.59 um, p.m. It was like so bad. And I watched it. When I watched it, I haven't seen it in a while. But when I went back to see it like the following year, I was like, oh, this is bad. Like, it was so terrible um, compared to my season 11 one, which was like, for me, it was like a night and day. So, Do you uh, but- get like feedback or it's just like, you don't hear if you're not in, it's not like... Yeah, you don't hear nothing. You don't hear. You just all of a sudden one day you were like, oh, everyone's cast. <laughs> you're like, oh, right. God, it wasn't me. <laughs> was it always drag race for you? Like when you quit your job and said, let me work at night, was it always like, give me a minute because this is the goal? Or uh, I I don't... I, drag race wasn't the goal at first, right? Like um, I knew it. I knew that it was there. Um, and I think, but like, like for me, it was, I think I was so starved for um the artistry i was i i I had just denied myself of everything that i like performing for so long i was like i just i need to perform and um i it was something that i loved and i was singing i used to sing when i first started uh, so i was singing all the time um and then uh it was when i started to do it like and i was like oh like I'm getting really good feedback and I was like, I can do that. Like, why can't I do this? Of course I can do this. Like, this is what I've trained my entire life for. Like I've trained to be a performer. Like, and that's what the show is. It's a performance. So um, I was like, yes. And then when I started to think about it, I was like, I can do this. And I was like, oh, this is like the epitome of like, this is, you know, the goal really like it's the highest, well, right. one of the highest things that the, you know what I mean? To really get yourself out there as a drag queen, like it's, you know, it's, it's the golden ticket. So why wouldn't I want to do it? Do you think there's, do you think like everybody now wants to do it? Like, do you think there's like a misperception that like you have to be on Drag Race to make it, so to speak? Or do I you think, have to be on Drag Race to make it nowadays? You no, know, that's, that's an interesting question, right? Like, cause I think if you would have asked me that like four years ago or maybe like a couple years ago, I'd been like, absolutely. This is the only way. Um, but like, I think now because of Drag Race, like we are just so at the forefront, right? There's, you see drag queens everywhere. Like, and so there are different avenues and there are different ways to do it. Um, You know, it it is the main path to do it, right? But like, it's not the only path, I don't think. 
Um, so, and that's because of Drag Race and all the amazing things that they've done. And, um, and so I'd be interested to see, you know, you know, we have Dragula, that's another, that's another avenue. Um, but like, I've seen queens, um, you know, get cast in like Netflix shows and things like that. And so like, there, there are different ways to do this. So. Yeah, that's true. What about when you got there? What is the, I guess, best or easiest? I don't know if that's even the same question. Like the worst slash hardest part of Drag Race. Oh, the worst part of it. Uh, oh God, all of it. <laughs> it it's really, hard. It really is terrible. It's so hard. Um, you know, it's never what you think it's going to be. Like, it's not to anyone that's going to go on it. It was not, like, it's not what you thought it was going to be. It is hard. They grind you so hard. Like, being from New York, it's amazing because, like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel like it affected me as much as the girls who hadn't grind in New York. Like, because we grind in New York. And, like, but, like, Jarvis is a whole weird, it's weird. You don't sleep. You barely eat. Like, you're doing all this shit. And then you roll, like, you roll. I rolled in there like I was like I am talented I know what I'm doing and like I I was carrying that for a while but then they break you down and that was starting to break down in me and so then like that those voices that are always there just start to really just like are just screaming in your face and you're just like but I am talented I can do this were you uh, shocked like when you got your first like negative feedback or like whatever like this is horrible and prove it or just whatever even if it was helpful criticism were you just like what like I thought I did great at this point yeah it was it was weird because like when I was there I I was I was aiming to please right so like oh if they didn't like something like I was like oh I thought I did well I was like okay so maybe I really didn't do well so like I was listening and really trying to fix right and so like I was always trying to please them and paying attention um, and then when I came back and watching things, I was like, wait, bitch, I actually did really do well. Like, what the fuck? Like, and so like, it was kind of, once I kind of got away from it and out of it, I started to notice, I'm like, oh, like, yes, yes, I did bad. I know I did bad on some parts, but there's other parts where I was like, I actually did do well. Um, and it just wasn't what they wanted. So, but like, I really kind of, uh, there, while I was there, I really kind of beat myself down on, oh, you know what I mean? The, on the fact that like, I didn't, do as well or I didn't fit into what they what they wanted or what they were looking for for that particular challenge or whatever so um right yeah it's just yeah it's weird <laughs> and, I mean it, it seems hard it doesn't it's seem hard. easy it's so hard um I mean so just fun. in talking to other queens that have been on many of them no one has ever said anything less than it's really yeah. hard I'm waiting for someone to tell me yeah, it was hard, but not as bad as bad as everyone says. No one has said that yet. So, have you talked to Bianca? I think Bianca Del Rio is probably the only queen who was like, "This shit was easy." <laughs> like, of course, of course, <laughs> Bianca says that. Like, and, and like, because yeah, I, I feel like she's probably the only one out of the entire. She's know, like, cast. I got it's this. Like, nah, it was a piece of cake. Absolutely. Um, but uh, her, her, and Bob, I would, I'll give you that. <laughs> Bob, I spoke to, and Bob was like, "Yeah, it was hard," you know, but. Yeah. How about RuPaul? Like, were you, I mean, like, I know you don't interact much with RuPaul. Like, were you shocked at that? Or like, did you know what to expect? Like, this is a TV show. Like, we're not going to be hanging out with RuPaul 24-7. Some people, I think, are shocked when they get there that, like, you just yeah. don't hang out and have direct access to RuPaul 24-7. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I, I wasn't surprised, right? Because, like, I mean, I've, I've worked in media. So, like, I know how things are filmed, right? And so, like, I knew that, like, she's going to come in and do her bit and then, bounce like right 
she's gonna be hanging around all day. Um, but like, so I wasn't surprised, but she was wonderful and like super, super nice. And like, when she was there with us, like she was joking around, she was chatting with us and like, I mean, she was doing her work, but like, it wasn't like she was, you know, inaccessible or not, you know, not aware or caring of the fact that we were there. Like, um, it was, it was fun. It, it was fun. Like when we had those moments with her, um, I remember it just being a lot of fun and it was great to see her and, um, she was great with us. What about, did you feel each week that people were eliminated or I don't know if you watched, did you watch after you were gone? Um, well, there was only one episode after I was gone. Right. Uh, so I, I did watch it. <laughs> You watched. I did, I did. Did you, okay, so let me ask you then, like, did you, like, could, did you feel each week when people were eliminated, I ask this not just for Dragos, it's every reality show, like, people were eliminated truly based on merit, or was there any part of you were like, well, that person probably makes better TV, so I, that's maybe why they're being capped? I mean, look, it's a TV show, right? So, like, I think uh, it's, it's hard to say like what it is that they want, right? Like it is a TV show and they want big personalities. And if you're not giving them a big personality, you could be like super talented, but like, I mean, if you're not saying anything, then like, what are you doing there? Right. So right. Um, I think uh, as I, me as a producer, I'd be like, well, you're not really giving us what we want. So you should probably go um, like, you know, cause you want to be entertained. Um, so, I mean, watching it and saying, like, I definitely feel like some girls should have stayed and some girls should have gone. Um, and so I definitely feel that, right? Like, we have our favorites and we see what we want. Um, and so I, I agree with that. Like, I definitely feel that, um, you know, some girls should have stayed and some show girls should have gone at different points of the show. So. And there is that element of, like, well, we're also making a TV show, people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's reality, girl. Like, I went in thinking it was a competition. Like, and then I think as I was, as I left, I was like, oh, girl, this is like, a okay, no, I get it now. <laughs> like, but it took me to go through it and like to leave to get like what the gig was, right? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right, that makes sense. What about like, was there chatter? Like, could you guys tell that Evie was gonna like, could you tell who was gonna win? Like, was there chatter like, she's gonna go far? Like, were you guys all, and were you right? You know what I mean? Were you like, those two are the biggest competition, I'm the biggest, like, was, were people aware of where they were in the process or every week you were like, wow, I thought that person sucked and they just got great criticism and here they are and they're in the finals and they're gonna win. Yeah, no, I, I, I as we're going, I mean, yes. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're breathing, you can see like who's like, who's going to go far, like, who's going to, like, right, like, as we're doing it. Um, I think, for me, the elimination that really kind of took it, like, shook the whole game up and uh, really kind of scared me was when they sent Plastique home. Uh, like, because we're there, we see everything. So, like, but when they sent Plastique home, we were literally like, oh, wait, bitch, I thought for sure she was going to be, like, the last women standing um and so that was a very that was like oh this shit is like real um and then it was after that that i was like you didn't know what was going to happen like you just right. didn't know um but i think up until then like we i felt like i was like okay this makes sense like i'm seeing this like i'm seeing what's happening and um this makes sense but like when that happened i was like oh now they're now they're really going in on us like no one's safe. Like, this is a right. real thing now. Like, they're sending people home. So, um, 
Yeah. That makes sense. What about yeah. like, were you happy with how it all worked out? Were you like at some point where you're like, no, I came to like learn and maybe win, but now I've crossed that threshold and like, I better win. You know what I mean? Like, or were you just like, I learned a lot about drag and maybe change, you know, like honing my own skills and things went well. Or were you just like, bitch, I wanted to win this. and Bitch, I wanted to win that shit. Like, I, I wanted to win that shit. Like, I was really happy. With, obviously, like, there were some fucked up looks that I had. Right. <laughs> but, like, I felt like I had a really strong package. I thought it was really creative. Um, and I thought I was funny. And I worked really hard, right? And so um, I was mad. I was mad as hell. I was mad as hell when they sent me home. Um, right. And, uh and um, so it was just, yeah, no, I was just pissed. Like, no, I just uh, didn't know because, like, some people, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, no some I, people. I really wanted to win it, yeah. I mean, from New York City, and I, like I said, sorry, I, um, I was getting a little distracted. And then, no, but sorry. no, I, I had really, um, I really wanted to win. Like, I've been working, like, I, I may have just started drag, like, a, a year, you know, a year and a half before, but, like, I'd been performing for over 20 years. And so, like, I thought I was, like, a, an amazing performer. And so, like. You know, um, and I think, <laughs> you know, a lot of us from New York feel that, feel that. but like, um, yeah, no, I was definitely upset. Did you feel just because like you weren't, you know, Aquaria, you weren't 18, like, was that ever a factor or no? Like, you know, you it's different paths in life or were you just like, I'm not 18 and like, I, there's more writing on this for me. No, I, I didn't feel, I definitely didn't feel the comparison, right? Like I didn't feel like, oh, I'm not 18 and gorgeous and like that. Cause that's like, cause that's not me. Like that's not my drag. I but, didn't like, say you weren't gorgeous. You yeah, said no. that. <laughs> well, I, I definitely feel like I'm gorgeous. No, I'm, I'm going to get accused of age shaming. You know, like I'm just saying like, no, like, you know, I've, I've reinvented myself many times. Yeah. I'm, I'm no like spring chicken over here. Not that 40 something is old, but I'm just no. saying like, you know, like I didn't know if that was part of it. No, I, I, you know, it, it, it wasn't part of it. Um, I felt like, um, what do I want to say? Like, I, I definitely wasn't comparing, right? And like, I just, um, what do I want to say here? Um, I lost, lost track of my thought. Um, like, as far as like, you know, was there, did you put more pressure on yourself, I guess? Oh, because... absolutely. Yeah, for me, for me, there was, thank you. Thank you for that. I just kind of lost what I was thinking. Like, um, Yes, I did put a lot of pressure on myself. Why? Because like, I'm like 40 some years, I was 40 years old at the time. I had like, um, let go of all security. I had quit all my job. I was like, now doing this, like, uh, the girls who are younger have more time to switch it up and switch it out, right? Like, I don't, I mean, I still do. Like, you know, I definitely do have time and you can yeah. switch it out. But like, I was definitely putting a lot more pressure on myself to, to go far and to win. Um, and so I think that was probably to my detriment, right? What about the judges? Who was your favorite? Who was your least favorite? Um, you know, I love them all. So um, I, I love Ross. I love, love, love him. He's like the sweetest, cutest thing and just so fun. And I, he just, I just loved his energy. Um, Michelle, I liked her sometimes and not other times. Michelle's um, tough. But she is. And I was just like, bitch, I cannot win with her. Um, and so... She was uh, really tough. It wasn't until we did What You Packing that I really understood Michelle. That one-on-one time sitting and chatting with her, I had this connection with her that 
was just, I love her. I absolutely adore her. I got, like, I got, I finally got Michelle when I got to sit down with her and spend that time with her. Um, and uh, and so I have mad respect for her and I absolutely adore her. Um, of the guest judges, uh, my favorite, um, Gina Rodriguez, The House Down, was like, that she, um, she was beautiful and amazing and uh, really kind of like, went to bat for me and I will forever always love her for that so and like I've met her before I mean at least my experiences is like insane like beyond nice like if there's 40 fans waiting she'll literally stop and talk to every person like insane. She's, in, she's incredible and for the Latino community I mean like with the, what she's accomplished and what she does and how she conducts herself and her business and um the representation that she gives us is like so incredible so that on top of her being nice like like she is forever my favorite. Did you watch Jane the Virgin when it was on? Yes, of course we did. I love it. She's, I mean. It was amazing. amazing. It was an amazing TV show. It was like everything about it. I, I couldn't get enough. She is great. She produced this cute show um, called, uh, what's it called? Like the next president or the next girl president or some something president on Disney. It's literally made for 13 year old, uh, 13 year olds, but like I watched it and love it. Um, and she was the executive producer on there. And it's about her becoming the president. Uh, the Diary of a, of a, of the Afrija President is what you call it. Oh, wow. And it, it literally is, it's about her being a president, the first Latina president um, of the United States. And like, but it goes back to her being a kid. She's amazing. I mean, y'all don't, y'all need to do, but watch it. It's cute. And anyone who hasn't seen the entire Jane the Virgin series, yeah. if you're home and you want something to do, it's that so would good. be something good. What yeah. about like other guest judges? What about like our friend Candy Burris from the Real Housewives of Atlanta? Oh, yes. I mean, it was so great to see her because I'd watched her on, I mean, we were just like gagged at like, for us, I mean, you know, I don't run into famous people. We don't, I mean, you just, I mean, as New York, we don't see them. But to see someone on TV that I like, lo I love seeing her. It was so amazing to see her. Um, like seeing Miley Cyrus was like wild and crazy. Um, I'm trying to think of who else was on our, I mean, we had so many amazing. Um, How was Miley? She was incredible. Um, she, I've become such a huge fan of hers. Um, she's so, like, she's just in tune with, like, life and, like, what's happening and, and what's going on. The words that she spoke to us, the words of encouragement that she gave us uh, really, like, like, touched my soul. Like, it was, uh, there was something really beautiful about her energy and, like, I am a forever fan. Um, and now she's just, like, doing this amazing, like, all this, like, 80s rocker shit and I'm just like you are like in the groove of your destiny and it is amazing the um, new album is great god it's incredible <laughs> I mean Billy Idol like come on now like <laughs> what about Adam Rapon? oh he was adorable um him and Travis thank you him and Travis were my favorites um they were so cute that was actually my favorite uh um challenge an episode that it was a gymnastics challenge um it was just fun. Travis is like the sweetest, uh, like most patient choreographer. Um, and like, they were just living for everything we were doing. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Are you, so any, so like when we had, for instance, Trinity the Tuck on this lovely show, she talked about Megan Trainer stole her sandwich. True story, <laughs> Google it. Right, see, like you're laughing and I'm like, how is this a story? But it was and it is and it became this thing. And Trinity was like, I'm not 
not not having it with Megan Trainer. Anything like funny happened backstage with any of these people, or like was anyone like did anyone come with like, or was there anyone not nice? Like anyone? I mean, that's some other things I've heard about. Not yeah. any of these people in particular, but I've heard some stories of who wasn't. No, uh, nice. everyone. Everyone was really amazing. Everyone was like super super nice. I mean, um, uh, nothing really crazy that happened, right? Like I don't really. Um, uh, Travis Wall coined this phrase. I um I'm I love that journey for you. I love that journey. So we were saying that a lot. Um, we thought that was cute. Um, what was really really funny was Joel McHale because uh they showed him like screaming. He was literally he could have been like at a sports event like a football. He was screaming his full head off. Um, and I remember being backstage rocking the runway just in tears we were laughing michelle was so pissed at him i swear like and you can see it when they when they filmed it like when they and what they aired like you could tell like she was ready to rip his throat out um but i, I remember that episode just being really fun his energy was like uh really just shifted the entire um crew and cast like it was really really fun like that and was really cool michelle was mad what because he was like on not the phone. Having it. no because she was he was he was anytime anyone did anything he was like yeah like screaming and she, he was right next to her and so he was basically screaming in her ear and so she would it. like give him a look and tell him to like like basically like i'm gonna kill you if you don't shut up and like he was just getting louder and louder and we were all just laughing it was really cute um it was it's really always funny. the straight boy right that gets <laughs> all like you're like sweetie calm down he was amazing i love it what about because you know like listen ev- a lot of people love drag race and a lot of people love the girls on it and just drag queens in general like are you the type to get starstruck? Like, have you ever had someone come up to you and you're like, what, you, you, you know who I am? You know, <laughs> not, not that you're not wonderful and fabulous, but I would imagine if like a Miley Cyrus in the, just the real world came up to you, you'd be like, how do you, you watch Drag Race? Who would expect that? Anything like that ever happen? Like, um, uh, like fans fans? We're uh, like, or yeah, you mean like, like or like, or? like a celebrity where you're just like, oh, wow, I never would have thought this person would watch Drag Race or something like that. Um, I'm trying to think, um, you know, I don't, I, don't I, I haven't really hobnobbed too much. Because um, people love I, Drag Race. There is, um, yeah, there is, uh, I, and I'm, and I'm blanking on her name and I, and I, and I watch Grace and Frankie. I'm obsessed with Grace and Frankie. Um, it's and, the best uh, show also. It is literally the best show. I've seen it like a million Maybe times. like June Diane Raphael. Uh, is that her name? She's, um, she's uh, the bitch daughter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, There's, it's, no, you know who you're thinking of? You are thinking of Aaron Foster, I think. There's two uh, daughters. I think you're thinking of Aaron Foster, one of David one, Foster's daughters. Yeah, the, the one who is um, the, uh, the CEO yeah. of the company. That's Aaron Foster, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I forget her name. Um, no, I mean, I, I get it. She was really good friends with one of my friends, and uh, we were at a wedding, um, and uh, they're like best friends. It was my friend that was getting married, and I was there hosting the thing, and I, she just happened to be there, and I literally was like ready to scream. Um, but I was like, it's a wedding. I can't really like talk to her. I'm like, whatever. Um, but um, my friend who was getting married was like, had got wind that I was a huge fan. She was like, oh, let me just introduce you to each other. And so she did. I'm like trying to calm down. I'm like, hi. I was like, you know, I go, I didn't want to come and bother you. I was like, just because I'm a huge fan of blah, blah, blah. And I was just didn't want to eat you up for dinner. And she was like, um, she goes, I know. She goes, I was feeling the same way. She goes, I want to come talk to you, but I don't want to come say hi to you. And so like, that was a cute little like body moment. Cause I was like, I didn't think that she watched Drag Race. Like 
Um, and so she knew who I was and that was really sweet. Grace um, and Frankie so, is an amazing show. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. I've seen it literally like 10, 12 times. I put it on repeat. I um, think there's one more season left. I'm pretty sure they have one I, coming. I'm sad to hear that there's only one. There needs to be like five more. I mean. <laughs> Jane Fonda is, I mean, Lily Top, but the Jane Fonda is just unbelievable. Their, their chemistry is incredible. Like you, it's such a rarity to see like two amazing friends, like get to play together on screen and just have a good time. And, and it's um, such it's, a, just, I, yeah. I, I love it. What about when you, cause you were on Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. Do you watch, like, do you watch, I mean, what do you watch? Like, do you watch TV? I mean, not everyone does. Like, do you watch reality TV? You don't have so to. I, Lots of I people don't. Watch, don't. The reality TV that I watch is like uh, The Voice. I love The Voice. Um, I watch America's Got Talent. I know. I watch, I just no, started watching are... The Masked Singer and I'm obsessed. That's um, a good one. It's so fun. So like, I watch that reality TV. Um, Those are um, good. I I watch the stuff that I watch on TV. Like I watch The Crown. I watch Grace and Frankie. Like my favorite. Um, I watch like Ozarks. Um, you know, That's like good. a lot of Netflix shows. Um, so those are the kinds of uh, things that I watch. You like the reality TV competitions? I do. I really, really do. They get me every time. I cry at every single one. Like the the story producers are amazing. I was like, they know exactly how to make me cry. I'm like, I live the for voice it. is still really good. It's like yeah. fun. It's fun. <laughs> It's wonderful to see. And The Masked Singer is great because I love seeing, like, trying to figure out who it is, but, like, being blown away by someone who you didn't think could sing, who can actually sing and really uh, turn out something beautiful. It's, yeah, it's fun. And I'm never, like, sometimes I, I get it, right? But, like, Jenny McCarthy, I don't know how she does it. Like, she's always, like, she's like, that so-and-so. And once she says, she says it, you're like, oh, my God, that is exactly who that is. You're like, it's crazy. She's amazing. It's I, it's crazy how they can follow the clues. I don't know. I can't. Like I'm watching no. this stuff, and I was like, I, 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 that doesn't work in my brain. Um, like <laughs> someone told me, like right away the first week, they're like, oh, t- Taylor, Taylor Dane is the popcorn, and I'm like, how do you? They're like, she's 100% the pop. And then like as the weeks went on, you're like, okay, well everyone's saying it now, so I believe it. But how yeah. did you say this after like three minutes of her singing? Like I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, I I like to think that I can I have a really good ear for uh, voices. I can I can tell, um, and so but it's hard. Like I don't you know I didn't know it was her. You know, it's um, hard. Yeah. How did did Drag Race change you at all? Like as a person, or no? Am I am I, am I being too deep here today? And if no. it did, how how did it change you as a person? Um, you're definitely not too deep. I think um, with this whole. Uh, shit that's going on I'm, I'm feeling my deep my deepness um you know it uh it definitely has changed right it definitely has changed i you know to go from someone to go from like no one knowing who you are to all of a sudden like being thrown out into like this um fandom and this uh, you know the limelight or whatever um it definitely changes you um i think for me um what has been what has been hard is going from being there to now not doing anything and not seeing anyone uh, right so I feel like that has been a very difficult thing to handle like I love the limelight I love being able to perform and I love meeting the kids and being able to be you know share that kind of that energy exchange Um, and like with everything now like we're not doing it so um, 
it really is just kind of like, when are we going to be able to perform again? When are we going to do that? That is kind of thrown a huge wrench in like what this is. So like now I feel like for me, it's definitely like at a crossroads of like, what is this career going to be? Like, how am I going to um, do it now? Um, because I also have to like survive, right? Like, you know, and so um, it's definitely changed drag race because like, I don't, it's weird because like, I don't, my goals in my life are always bigger and better. And just like, I'm always trying to do more and just to, I always strive to be a better performer, a better something. Um, right. I, I have goals that I want to achieve. Um, so for me, there's no stepping back, right? Like, is it a real step back? I see it as a stepping back, you know what I mean? So like, it's kind of like, um, what, I've, what I've done is like, I'm now focusing on like, what specifically do I want to do now? Like how, like where, where do I want this to take me? Um, and so drag race has changed. Cause I can't, I, I can't just like be like, oh, I'm just gonna like now stay in New York and just, I don't know. Get on a plane and go. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a weird thing. So um, I don't know if I answered your question, uh, but like it's it's like it's like no, a, you, you know, um, yeah, like it just it just changed the whole ball game, right? Like you either keep running with it or you don't do it anymore. Did um, it open so, like a million doors and like you were getting booked and you were around the world? And I imagine that's what happens after Drag yeah. Race. Absolutely, it was a beautiful. Like it was amazing. I, I got to travel to so many places, and um, oh my god, like visit so many amazing cities and like perform um, at these different things. I mean, like um, I opened for Iggy Azalea in San Francisco. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like weird stuff like that. I got to like, um, I, Charo is a great friend of mine now. Like you know, Charo, like Charo, yeah, Charo, like Charo, Charo. Wow. Like every time I'm in LA, I go to her house and we hang out. Um, and so it's like it really has opened these amazing doors. And so like, and it's like, once you get a taste of that, like who doesn't want to keep doing that, right? Um, and having those opportunities. And so um, it's definitely pushing me to work harder um, in certain areas. And, um, but like, I think right Well, no, um, I was gonna say like, to your point, like what does someone do now? Like that was my, what do you do? Or does anyone do now? Like if that, you're- and that's it, right? Like, and that's it. Like, so I've been trying to like be really uh, kind to my body, my spirit and my soul. Like I can't, the world is shifting, it's changing. All of these things are happening. It, it's affecting us at like a cellular level. Like there's no escaping what is happening. And so your body is gonna react to it, right? Like my body just is like very receptive to all of it. So like there's days where I just, I can't do anything. Like I just need to like get through the day and breathe. Um, but then there's days where like, you know, you have to focus, um, and focus on what it is that you want to do. And so like, I have a lot, I have my hands in a lot of different pots. Like I, I'm always like, I, I cast the net out and see what's going to hit. Um, and then based off of that, then I start to like kind of hone in and focus. And like right now I'm like honing in and focusing, um, on like what I want to do next because like things are changing. And so like, but like the bills ain't right. Like I still got to pay like <laughs> my student loans and my mortgage or like my, and stuff so um it's it's weird <laughs> it's well yeah it is weird um, i mean so do you think like the whole online performance thing is gonna really i mean i think we're here for a while right i mean that's what i think at least in terms of live performances even if the world opens. yeah yeah no we are so i think like yes so there are those the, those are options um right um so 
I don't know. <laughs> For me, it doesn't work, right? So I, I've, I've, I've done it and like I've seen some things, I've seen some theater and I've it, it, like, it works for some things, but not for others. So um, for me, I'm focusing on what I want my career to do. Like I want to do more film and television. Um, I want to do more music. So focusing on writing some music, focusing on um, writing what I want to see in media and TV and film. Um, so working on projects like those um, and then, you know, well, your music, Sweet Love, you have that wonderful song. Yeah, thank you. It's on, do you, it's do you love Do you love the music part of your career? Like, is that just something you would, like, you love doing the music? Absolutely. Um, I went to school for opera, so, like, that is, like, a huge part of who I am. Um, and it took me a while to release a single, um, and I'm glad that I did, uh, and and now, like, I've been trying to, like, figure out how to bring music back. Because when I first started, like, I sang all the time, and then I stopped. And then I just was lip-syncing, like, everyone else. And so, um, you know, bringing back opera and bringing back live singing, that's uh, a focus that I've been um, working on um, and wanting to bring back. So, like, I'm excited for that. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it, music is, will always be a part, a part of it. Of right? it. And you also read cards. Does that tie into you being an empath? Yes, absolutely. I do read cards. Um, yeah, it does. I've always been like uh, a weird spiritual kid um, and like kind of been sensitive to all these things. So, and I love that. That's like super, super fun. It actually started out being something that was like supposed to be super silly, super silly and like dumb. Um, and I wasn't really going to read the cards for the kids because I was like, no one really wants their cards read. Like, um, but everyone that was sending me things um, when I started the YouTube thing, uh, everything was like really heartfelt. The questions were real. Kids really wanted to know like, you know, is, does this person like me? What is my career gonna be like? Is am I on the right path? And so like, once I started to see that, like I was like, oh, I have to, I have to do right by these kids and actually give them like full on readings. And um, I yeah. still do them, um, I do them privately. Kids order them online. Um, I'm actually gonna, after this, have to do a bunch of them today. And like, it's just fun. I love it. Um, I was uh, featured in a, uh, a global like magazine for tarot readers and like, um, it's called the Cart Cartographer Magazine uh, for the month of December. So that was kind of nice. Um, so like that, that aspect of my drag has like now like a different kind of reach globally into a uh, community that probably isn't familiar with drag race. Um, so yeah. that's kind of special, yeah. And I think now too, with like the world, what it is, I don't know, who doesn't want a reading? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would take a reading every day <laughs> if you want to give me a reading every day. I mean, that's like, <laughs> I think we want some answers, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, Does, it's a, no, I mean, it's, I, I, I love having cards read. Like, who doesn't want that, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I had forgotten that it was, like, a thing. Um, I remember I was in, um, I remember, like, years ago, I was in uh, the Stonewall um, here in New York City. And, yeah. like, it was packed and crazy. And there was this queen, and she was walking around. And she was, like, beautiful and really striking and really tall. And there was something about her that was captivating. And, like, I, she was, I didn't know what she was doing. And then she came up to me and grabbed my hand and just started reading my palm in the middle of this bar. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? Like read me out down. Uh, it was amazing. Um, and then it wasn't until years later that I was like, oh my God, like why am I not utilizing this thing? Like it's so, it was so great. So whoever that queen is, I don't know who she is. Thank you so much for like kind of 
you know, grabbing my hand during that time because like it really, um, you know, now I'm reading tarot for these kids and it's, it's amazing. I love it. Is there any part of you that like, is drag race overall a great thing for the community or like, do you think there's any part that is not like, is there any negative effects of drag race? And I mean, are you shocked like how big drag race is and like, for lack of a better word, like mainstream. Yeah, um, Drag Race is incredible. I mean, what it's doing for the community and what it's doing for our representation and just to get us out there and just kind of a part of just an everyday conversation, it is beautiful. Um, I think it's incredible. Like we're all over the world now and that is uh, amazing. We need that, right? Like I think America is very progressive and there's all the other countries that are, but like some countries aren't as much. And so for them to have, um, this, especially now it's going to Mexico, it's going to the Latino, uh, it's in Mexico, right? So that's yeah. really huge um, for the Latinos. Um, so I think it's incredible. I think the downside for Drag Race is the fandom, right? Like I think um, people forget that it's a show and it's, it's a show is not real, right? Like um, we are still people. Um, I think uh, some of the fandom can get really nasty um, and I've had countless friends who've just been like just I mean harassed and it's just it's disgusting um mm -hmm. and it's terrible and I think um you know drag race taking a stand against that is is what can help um and everyone speaking out against it um is can be helpful um that's the only negative thing that uh, uh that's the one thing that I that I think that is negative that I don't like right um and so um we're the girls are speaking up about it more like we're getting more vocal um you're starting to see and hear like what types of things are happening to these girls um and so that's great um and hopefully through that conversation like the kids can like just calm the fuck down right like because i think it's just uh they get a little too they get a little too wild um, is, is it mostly like on instagram i mean just the trolls I, any or, anywhere if anywhere instagram uh Twitter. Reddit, like all that stuff uh -huh. like it's just like there's just i think I don't know. It's like the young kids. I think they confuse this catty thing that we do with like it being real. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're catty and like with each other, but like I know her and like we're friends and we are yeah. together. Right. Like, so we can kiki and do things like that. But then there's this dark side. It's like this dark, nasty kind of, I don't know what that shit is. Like it, like keep that I, out. Like I think, don't... yeah. I mean, I think the whole thing is going to change at some point. Like the whole ability to comment or I don't know because it really is like so like it happens to me like when I have guests on my show too because like I have a lot of different not just for drag race real housewives and everything it's like it's like first of all I don't know well, I, I don't know why you're coming at me this is just my guess but people yeah. literally go on about how much they hate someone and you're just like you don't even know this person yeah. they're actually my friend who's on the show today like it's so I, I get it it's it's did you ever fall into that? Like, did you ever, cause it's, you know, it's easy to go down that road. Like, did you ever read certain things and then go down that road or were you just, cause sometimes you go there until you realize you're either going to go crazy or you got to come out of it. Or you just always kept it together and said, this isn't real and just ignore. Yeah. So like, I've been really lucky in the fact that like um, the kids that, that follow me and that are part of my community are amazing and loving and wonderful. I don't put up with any kind of, talking any Same kind of thing. bullying in any way I, if it's on my page i will delete comments if it's happening when i'm live i will call it out um and 
shoo them out. Um, so like, I'm very much of that. Um, comments and things like that, like, I don't respond, right? Like, I don't, I, I just, I don't engage, right? Like, cause I think, um, that's what they, I think that's what they want, right? They want to yes. people say outlandish stuff and make things up and say all this crazy stuff for you to engage and like blah 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 blah. So like, um, you know, I one of the things that RuPaul says in the beginning before we even get there, we get this video, and one of the things is like she says, "Don't read the comments." Um, and so like I really took that to heart, right? Like so, um, I mean, I, I read the comments, obviously. You know what I mean? Like I read the good ones. But if it starts, if there's anything that starts to get a little boom boom, I just delete. I don't even read it. Um, Same thing. You know, there's certain sites that I like. I don't um, like. I don't engage. Like I've never been to Reddit. I don't read that. Like. Um, you know, so like, I don't, I'm not a part of those sites that kind of like really kind of tear the girls out. And like, I just, you know, there's too, we we're bringing too much to this community, right? Like we want to spread positivity, positivity and love. And we want to show that we're here. Like our focus is just like beyond, like, it's just beyond that. Like, and so to even play in that playground, is like, mm, not even, it's not the tea. That's good. And you think Drag Race as a whole should maybe make a statement or something? I mean, they seem to be getting better, yeah. right? But not no, official. I think, I, they have. I, I think they've, they've, they have. They've, they've said some things. Like, I, I don't remember, like, specifically when, but I think they did say something, like, in the past, like, something like that, which is amazing. Um, and so, like, and I feel like um, the conversations are happening. Um, I mean, it's always been there, right? But I think as the world shifts, like it's the, it, we're starting to learn more about it and the girls are speaking up about it more. So that's um, good. Yeah. That's because you and I were bullied as children. I'm the same way. I don't allow, no, I'm serious. Like I don't, yeah. I'm really against it. I don't allow anything on my page. At most I will say to yeah. someone, they could say the most horrible things and I'll respond and I'll be like, thank you for listening to my show. Like yeah. I, I will never take it negative. It's just, or yeah. you'll get before we go, so you share your apartment with your fiance. What COVID? Like, do we have any wedding plans? Do we have any dates? Like, what's going on? I know. So we got engaged three years ago, and um, we. I was just about to audition for Drag Race, so I was like, if I get Drag Race, we can't get married because like I'm doing Drag Race, whatever. Um, but if I don't, we're gonna get married. So like. Um, we didn't plan it and then this year happened and we're literally like, well, now like what the heck are we gonna get married? So um, I can tell he's itching. <laughs> and so we haven't quite had the conversation. There isn't a date set yet. Uh, we do know that we'll be in California, all of our families there. So I think um, as we've learned like what's happening with this whole world situation and pandemic right. stuff, then I think we can like slowly, then we can start to actually like plan it um, because he's amazing um, and uh, is like my best friend and I have so much fun with him and you know I, I'd want to spend the rest of my life with him so that's what um, it should be like yeah do you want to have a big wedding or you haven't gone and thought I, that yet I don't like I don't really want to, I'd rather buy a house and have a big wedding but he comes from a family that literally is like they got like 12 kids it's like the Latino Brady Bunch um, and so it's going to be a big wedding <laughs> there's no way around that that's fine well, you and I will keep in touch. I will Absolutely. DM you. I really appreciate you coming on. I know you're busy. You have readings today, so I appreciate it. Where can everyone find you online? Or if someone wants a reading, tell us everything. Absolutely. So you can find me at shugssweetshop.com. 
have all my uh, tarot readings and merch there. And I'm on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I don't do Twitter that much, but I love, I'm doing TikTok now. So uh, oh, wow. Miss Sugar Cane. So you can find me at Miss Sugar Cane everywhere. But thank you so much, David. This has been so much fun. I really enjoyed talking to you uh, today. And uh, thank you for this. I've enjoyed talking to you. Keep in touch. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.